Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Superstar Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. I am so excited to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line and be joined by Cardinals insider for The Athletic, Mark Saxon. Saxy, we get to talk about real baseball because coming up in almost exactly a month from now, there will actually be baseball on the field. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I enjoyed listening to you guys yesterday when you were talking about the NHL's plan and the bubble and Edmonton and all those crazy things. Well, baseball is going to be even crazier because in about a week, uh, less than a week, six days from now, all the Cardinals players are going to be in town. They're going to be showing up to Bush Stadium to get their temperature taken and, and to get tested for COVID-19. And a couple of days later... If all goes well with that, they're going to be on the field practicing baseball with nobody in the stands. So it's a strange little deal, but you know what? In a month, we could be watching Cardinal baseball games, and I don't think any of us are going to complain about that. No, certainly not, but I hope that they're able to actually finish the season. And, Saxy, you kind of went the direction that I would like to go with you to begin. Are, are are they out of their minds with this whole idea of playing in 26 different cities? Do you, do you think this makes sense? What have you talked about with people within the game to explain why this is the approach that they're going to take? Well, the Cardinals have said, John Mozeliak said this in a, in a conference call, it really comes down to how seriously the players take it. If If the players in all these different cities are going out to bars and they're meeting new people and getting close to those new people and all that stuff, and they're in big congregations, it's not going to work. And, it's, and we're going to know instantly that it's not going to work, or within days or weeks, I think, of starting up. But on the other hand, if they are able to say stay relatively sequestered, you know, almost like a monastery for, for three months, then I guess it's a possibility. But it is a little disturbing. Even when you locally you pick up the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and the news section is all these banner headlines about terrible coronavirus news, and then the sports section is all, here we go, baseball's excited to open up, and Mike Schilt's ready to go. So there is a little dichotomy there. We'll see which one prevails. Uh, Big Saxy, um, it sounds like someone's got a chainsaw in the background. What's going on? I just want to know, are you safe right now, or do we need to send some help for you? I am safe. I'm on my back porch, and someone apparently is leaf blowing. Hold on a second. I did not realize you guys could hear that. No, I just thought now? maybe it was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre about to happen. At the it like there were go-karts in the background. You were like okay. a mini racetrack. Saxy. Um, I'm safe now. Well, good, good, good. All right, so here's what I, I got for you as, as a question, and not even a question, just a discussion. 
we're hearing now several teams, and even including our, our Cardinals, talking about bringing the fans back and have them in attendance. We know that Texas and, and you know, they've talked about it and they almost guaranteed that they're going to have fans. Now we got Miami talking about it, Chicago, the Cardinals. What do you think of this idea that now, after all these weeks and months of fighting back and forth over no revenue from attendance, all of a sudden the owners are talking about attendance? Well, I mean, again, you got to look at what we're learning about this virus, right? And, and from what I've seen, and I'm far from an expert on any of this stuff, but it does sound like it's it's spreading more commonly indoors than outdoors. So to me, it seems feasible that you could have, you know, social distance fans, whether that means Bush Stadium has, you know, 15,000 fans rather than 45,000. Still, getting in to see a game would be a lot of fun. And I, I don't see that it's that in and of itself doesn't appear to be a deal breaker to me. I would think the players being in such close proximity would, would be more of an issue. But again, it's all going to depend, you know, city's appetite for, for allowing these types of events to occur is all going to be contingent on the number of cases they're seeing. So I think it really is. If St. Louis has a good handle on it, the city, the county, surrounding counties, if we have low caseloads, I could see that happening. If they start to spike, I, I think they're going to scrap that plan. Now, Saxy, follow-up to that is, do you think the players had an idea that the owners would be thinking about how they could get some people to get in the stadium and watch games? And if they didn't really know that this was a, an avenue that the owners might go down, does that just add to the mistrust between the two sides? Big time, and I think... You know, I, I don't remember whether it was the Rangers owners or whether it was a Texas politician who was saying that they, they're going to have fans in their ball games. It was the that owner. Probably was, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I'm sure that ticked off the players at the time because the player, the owners haven't really, you know, they certainly use that, uh, that, that, that lever of having no fans in the stands is the reason why they weren't giving certain concessions on the salary. So, yes. I mean, if it could be any worse, Jamie, it may have just gotten a little worse if they do have fans in the stands and the players don't see any fruits of that of that benefit. All right, all right Saxy. So let's talk real baseball. Let's let's get into this nitty-gritty. We're talking with Mark Sachs and the Cardinals insider for The Athletic here on Ribs and BK. We talked yesterday, and we got real sportsy on this very show, about Dylan Carlson and whether or not he's going to be in the opening day lineup for the Cardinals since it is only a 60-game season now. What is your impression from what you think the team will do with Dylan Carlson? And what, in your opinion, do you think the team should do with Dylan Carlson? Let's leave aside the service time question, just because we'll get bogged down and how, you know, it looks like they would have to keep him down a week to keep that extra year. But let's just leave it aside. I think that the team's plan, regardless of any of those issues, would be to start him in the minor leagues. That was before the pandemic, and the reason for that, the thinking for that is they've never really gotten a chance to see the kind of player Tyler O'Neill could be if he's truly an everyday player. Same goes for Lane Thomas. Harrison Bader, they need to find out if he can hit, right? We, they know he can field. So I think the plan was to find out exactly who these guys were first before you go to the younger player. And then you've always got that as a lever if your team is struggling, particularly in a shortened season, 
if you get out of the gates and you're, I don't know, uh, four and 12 or five and 11, you know, to start, you're going to have to pull a lever pretty quick. And maybe that's bring Dylan Carlson up. So sometimes those things can kind of get a team going. So I think something like that is the plan. Do I, the details obviously are not going to line up, but I do think the plan would be either to have Dylan Carlson on that, you know, secondary camp out in um, Springfield or to have him on the team but not necessarily starting every day. So I, I, I do think the plan still is that he's not an everyday player at this point. All right, Saxy, John Brebia, we found out uh, he's done. He's out for 2020. Uh, where are the Cardinals going to go with that particular spot in the bullpen? Well, first of all, it's a shame because, I mean, he pitched really, really well. Total, you know, late bloomer who, you know, really was never viewed as a prospect. 30-something round guy who worked his ass off and became a really good major league reliever. But they're going to be fine, Jamie, I think, in the bullpen. First of all, they're just going to have so many guys. Everybody's going to be down there. They're going to start the season with 30 players, and I guarantee probably those four extra guys are all going to be relievers because the starters are going to be going 80, 90 pitches out of the gate, I think. You know, they, they have half the time to build up their, their arms and bodies for this season. So you're going to see guys going four or five innings at the beginning of the year. You're going to need to see Genesis Cabrera, Junior Fernandez, all these young guys. And having been to spring training and see the, the, seeing these guys work, they're going to be fine. They have a lot of pitching depth. They have a lot of velocity, a lot of good young athletes. I, I think they're going to cover the bullpen innings just fine. Final question that I have for you, Saxy. What's the number one thing you're looking forward to seeing the answer to with the Cardinals finally getting on the field? I want to see, you know, can they hit? Um, we know that they have so much pitching to throw at teams. We saw it all of last year. We saw it starting to take shape in spring training. But what groupings kind of produce the best offense? I, I just want to see if this is a team that can hang. Because I think the game has changed. When you have teams with offenses as good as the Dodgers, the Yankees, uh, the Braves, the even the Cubs, even the Brewers, the Cardinals haven't been able to match up. And I do think it's a game now especially when you get into those tight postseason games, if you don't have good hitters up and down the lineup, you're just not going to go as far as you want to go. So ultimately it's what the offense looks like that I'm most interested in seeing. Saxy, I can't wait to see it. We'll be watching it, certainly. We'll be paying attention to what you have to report on it. He's Mark Sachs and the Cardinals insider for The Athletic, and he is the best here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Saxy, we look forward to talking with you again soon. Thanks so much for the time today. Okay, boys, be good.